If there is no more contribution, we go to chapter 7. I know we still have time. We finish this chapter 7 within the next uh, 30 to 40 minutes. Amen. You begin to see the visions of God's judgment on the people because of their complacency and because of what their pride, because of their uncomfortable way of life, you know, towards God. Visions of judgment. Locusts, God is bringing, uh, showed uh, Amos, you know, who, who, who uh, was Amos again? Or who is Amos? We see the... Uh-huh. A man, uh, you must not forget it. A prophet, someone that takes care of fig, tree, uh, 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 no, a shepherd, someone that takes care of fig tree, and a prophet with a difficult message. He's a prophet. If God is sending us, you will be seeing those difficult messages as we go along now. If God gives us that difficult message, some of us will not go. You will see how he overcame somebody that was still in the flesh in this new chapter that we are about to read. So God showed him vision of locust as judgment that is coming upon the people. God showed him vision of fire in form of drought and uh, uh, a, a flood. And God showed him vision of plumb line the rest we see in chapter 8 and chapter 9, basket and the region of God's judgment that is coming upon the people. But I pray that as we read this today, we'll be able to hold strong to God and not neglect his work. This is what the sovereign Lord showed me. He was preparing swarms of locusts. And there is something I keep on telling us. People, there is something I keep on telling us. God is showing Amos' vision, Amos was able to receive that vision because he was focused. He was uh, Mr. Nobody. You will soon hear it here. But because he loves God, God by his eternal power chose him. Amos is seeing vision here. A lot of us, our eyes are blocked with scales. We cannot see vision because our heart is not actually fully focused on God. After reading about Amos, I had to be fully focused on God. Because God wants to show everyone vision. God wants you to see like the man of God in the house. He will come and say, God is saying something to me. God is showing me this. God is. You see the way he's directing us. It, it takes a man of God to tell you that you continue the 90 days. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of us are really tired after all. We have finished 90 days. What else do you have to pray? Some of you that didn't grumble out, I can see your heart. This is your heart. What are we praying? But some are really on fire for the Lord. Amos was able to receive vision from God because he was tied to the heart of God. He said, this is what the sovereign Lord showed me. He was preparing swarms of locusts after the king's shear had been harvested and just as the late crops were coming up. When they had stripped the land clean, I cried out. He saw it in a vision. And in this vision, if God showed vision, it will definitely come to pass. But because Amos 2, we can put it as part of his resume here, and a great intercessor. When he saw this, he was not a wicked man. He cried out to God. He prayed. He interceded. And said, God, don't let this happen. Locust, I have been in a, in a place where locust came as rain. Up to the food we are eating. That was in the northern part of Nigeria. That very year, maybe 1978. Low cost everywhere. In the plain, 
in the hotel. For everything, locusts, you won't pray for that kind of a thing. May God not let us have it again. Locusts clouded the sky and planes could not land. This was this very year I'm talking about. We can't even eat because as the cook or the servers or the waiters are putting the food on the table, everything is bombarded with locusts. That is how serious it is. And God showed Amos this vision, but Amos interceded. He cried out, Sovereign Lord, forgive. You can see that forgive with an exclamation mark. Forgive. How can Jacob survive? He's so small. How can these people, the, 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 the people of Israel, how will they survive this if locusts have to come? Even though it's your judgment, please forgive. And what, did, what, what was the response? So the Lord relented. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. We always sing it. Is anyone in trouble? James chapter 5 says that. Is anyone sick? He said we should pray. Or go to the elders of the church. That we anoint you with oil. And every, uh, when you are anointed with oil, the prayer of the fervent man, uh, man does what? Availed much. So God has shown you a vision. A terrible thing is going to happen. Yes, I was in Ireland telling them, it shall come to pass. That is the theme for the women's uh, conference this year. It shall come to pass. What are the things that God has promised you that will come to pass and are not coming to pass in your life? And what are the things that we by ourselves, because of our lifestyle, are not making those things to come to pass? That was what we were talking about. But God does not want to judge the people, but because of their lifestyle, because of their waywardness, because of the things they began to do. But when the man of God cried, how many men, women of God are here? Wave your hands to me. Hallelujah. We are all men and women of God. We are not only going to gaze our eyes on apostles, keep on expecting, and the work is getting too heavy for apostles, but if everybody is filling their own position, things will move fast. So what is the vision that God is showing to you? God is showing you vision. He said in the last day, He will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. He said that to us. And He said we prophesy, we see vision. There are more visions that we are yet to see. And I pray in Jesus' name, as God begins to show us vision, we'll be able to cry out. Amen. Amen. This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me. The Sovereign Lord was calling for judgment by fire. That's his second vision. God showed him. And how is he going to bring this judgment of fire? He dried up the great deep and devoured the land. That is, there's going to be flood. This is the vision of fire that he showed and when this flood comes, it's like it's, it devoured everything. At least we can see sample of flood that we have been seeing on our television when it has been raining. Then I cried out, Sovereign Lord, I beg. I beg you, stop. How can Jacob survive? He's so small. What a great intercessor. And what happened? So the Lord relented. Number two. No matter what we are going through, when we cry out to God, He will hear. As long as we continue to work with Him. This will not happen either, the Sovereign Lord said. This is what the, He showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built through to, to, to plumb, with a plumb line in His hand. And the Lord asked me, What do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, look, I'm setting a plumb line among my people. 
God is measuring everybody's work. Amen. I will spare them no longer. The high places of Isaac will be destroyed. The sanctuaries of Israel will be ruined. That sanctuary there is not only ordinary property, but you can put it as our body. When you are putting things, you know, like uh, there is nothing wrong in you, your lotion and everything, and you begin to rub things on your body. The body is for the Lord. But when you misuse this body that God has given to you, what did God say will happen? To be ruined, destroyed. With my sword, I will rise against the house of Jeroboam. This is a house that has been sinning against God. Amos and Amaziah. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel. I want you to underline that word, the priest of Bethel. Because there are people that you are, the, the principalities that you are fighting against that we do not see. And there are some principalities, uh, principalities that we are fighting against that we see. Underline the priest of Bethel here. Send a message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is raising a conspiracy against you in the very heart of Israel. The land cannot bear all his words. For this is what Amos says. I'm still going to talk to you about that Amaziah. The difference between this Amaziah and the difference between um, Amos. Amos is focused on God. Amaziah is focused on this world. He said, Jeroboam will die by the sword, misrepresenting the message. And Israel will surely go into exile, away from their native land. Then Amaziah said to Amos, get, get out, you seer. Go back to the land of Judah and your bread there and do your pro- pro- prophesying there. Don't prophesy anymore in Bethel. This is our domain. Don't prophesy here. I am the only one in the king's palace. Let me keep on prophesying the, the prophecy I give them. I don't give them this type of doom prophecy that you, you come to give. Because this is the king's sanctuary and the temple of the kingdom. He must answer Amaziah. I want you to listen to that, uh, that, that, that discussion. Those who know their God shall be what? They shall be strong and they will do exploit. When you know your God, nothing can move you. Amos knows his God and he knows that he is not sent by man. Amaziah was sent by man. And in Amos' response, you can see what he said there. And that's the resume of Amos. If I'm asking you that question, when I have to do the exam, you know, I always give you the, the, the exam trick. This is the answer I want you to give. Who, is, uh, who uh, was Amos or who is Amos? Look at his resume. Amos answered Amaziah, I was neither a prophet, <laughs> nor the son of a prophet, but I was a shepherd. Yeah. And I also took care of sycamore fig trees. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, Go, prophesy to my people Israel. Now, then, hear the word of the, uh, of, uh, of the Lord. You say, do not prophesy against Israel and stop preaching against the descendant of Isaac. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Your wife will become a prostitute in the city and your sons and daughters will fall by the sword. Your land will be measured and divided up. And you yourself will die in a pagan country. And Israel will surely go into exile away from their native land. That is a prophet of God. Hallelujah. Now let's go to the note. I think we should have understanding here that you must know the God you serve. You must know who you are in God. 
Paradventure people are trying to confuse you. You must be able to stand. I'm not called by man. I'm called by God. God is the one that called me. You can sit down in the palace and be telling them what their eating ears want to hear. But I'm here standing upon the solid rock and I'm going to speak as I gain utterance from the Lord. I'm going to speak what God says I should speak. You see, he was speaking what the judgment that God has pronounced on the people. Yet when he saw it in a vision, he could not take it in. He went back to God and begged on behalf of the people. And now somebody that is looking for what he will eat, Amaziah. He is the one that has been prophesying what their eating ears want to hear. So he said, please leave better here for us. Like we have competition with a lot of prophets in town now. They'll be speaking what the church, go on pastor, go on pastor. That's what the church wants to hear. But when the man with the real message comes, they are not ready to listen. The man is not coming to shake them. Hundred people are giving 1,000 pounds here. He's not coming to do that. But the man is speaking the truth. You have to repent. You have to follow God. And they don't want to hear that. So, to Amaziah, Amos was actually spoiling the trade by prophesying. The real, the, the, the real prophets bringing it to them. So, he went and uh, destroyed Amos before the king. But what happened? Because Amos knows uh, uh, that he's actually serving God, he now went to him, look, I'm not, I'm not here to joke. I'm not here because one man is paying me. Maybe you are taking salary. You know the difference between people that are working for government and people that know where they are going and they have started their own business. The one that is working for government will remain in government. So anything the government is telling is what you do. But somebody that is supplying the government from outside will be able to correct them because he's going for gold. Amen. And you'll be able to say the truth. So Amaziah was like, anything that they want to hear, that's what I'm saying. This is my comfortable zone. You go to your Judah and begin to prophesy this prophecy. I don't, I don't want to listen to it. But adventure, you are taking the gospel of God everywhere. And it seems you have challenges. You must stand for, uh, for the God that has called you. You must not... You are, we are in the world. But let's not involve ourselves in the things of the world. And let me to behave like this. And that is the way I can gain their interest. You want to be like the world to win the world. No way. That is Amaziah's time. You must stand in God and then win the world. You must not stand in the world to win the world. We are there, but we must be standing in the world in God. Then we can win. So the vision of God's judgment. Amos has a series of visions concerning God's judgment on Israel. Don't know what God is showing you. I want us to pray. After this meeting, that God should remove scales from our eyes. You write this prayer point down. There are scales. The wealth we have acquired. The things that we just feel that have really covered our eyes. Some of us, we sleep, we don't see vision anymore. God even showed us vision. We wake up not to remember. God is not a man that he should lie. Not the son of man. He said in the last day, I'm going to pour my spirit upon all flesh. We are part of the flesh today. Some will prophesy. Some will see vision. All these things will happen, but why is it that people are not prophesying? Why is it that people are not seeing vision again like, the, like we are reading about uh, Amos? After this session, our eyes shall be opened. Scales shall be removed from our eyes. We begin to see vision. There are many lands to acquire. There are many things to do as a church. We want people's eyes to see vision. You come to tell apostle, apostle, God is saying this to me, God is saying that to me. And then we make a move. But when God is showing that vision, you are not seeing it. God is showing the vision. But because you have not made yourself available, Amos 
though a shepherd, I don't know your profession, though a shepherd, a feed tree uh, dresser, you know, but still love God. So what's your profession that is debarring you from loving God? This man loves God and was able to get a vision from God. If Amos could love God, you also must love God. So God showed him this vision. God was planning to judge Israel by sending a swarm of locusts, which is chapter 7, 1 to 3. Because that, that is what, that's God's intention. That's God's intention. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, there is a glory. He will show us vision. Amen. There is a glory that comes on our path. God, if, if not for the intervention of Amos that has seen the vision, God will still come without locusts. There are many people that are suffering because you could not see what God is about to do. Keep on committing sin and God is sending punishment. But if we had prayed, if we have seen it and we have prayed, nothing would have happened like this. If Amos was not there to pray, if he was the type of Amaziah, that is eating and enjoying in the palace. A lot of people are eating and they, you think the kingdom of God is not only eating and drinking. Amen. We must not just be coming to church. It's not only excitement. No, that's not what the kingdom is all about. The kingdom is about the raw thing, which is the word of God. We must chew the word. We must taste it and make sure that it's sweet in our mouth. Then we'll be able to relate with it in various ways. But God showed him a vision and he was able to pray with the first vision. God also showed him a vision of fire. You can write this down. Isaiah 30, verse 30. Can that vision of fire? Isaiah 66, verse 16. Deuteronomy 32, 22. 1 Peter, chapter 3, 12 to 18. What are the visions that God is showing to you or that you have received from God? The visions that need prayer. Instead of wrath, Lord, have mercy. Instead of wrath, have mercy. Instead of wrath, have mercy. Instead of going to tell people, dream, I had a dream. Uh, something happened to you. I had a dream. What, is, what did you tell God when you had that dream? People come with bad, bad dreams. Bad vision. Instead of them to have prayed against the vision and say, I had a dream and I have prayed. Hey, it's terrible dream. I don't know how to tell you. He is a, that, that person is not in God. If you are in God, if God showed you that dream, you must be able to focus and tell and say, God, you must do something about this dream. This is a woman, this is a man that is serving you. We have to do something about the dream. And that would be a solution. Amen. God also showed him a wall and a plumb line. Plumb line is a device used for straightening of wall. I think Apostle will be able to tell us. I, I, I wrote it somewhere. I don't know. So that I can be able to. Hey, God's, uh, God's trying to show strategies. Uh, 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 religious strategies. You know. There are several times that we fail God. God wants to put us on the plumb line. And see whether we are working straight with him. That's what I say. But he wants to see but the, when the builder comes and he's putting plumb line. He wants to see whether the wall is straight. You remember my message? Are you a wall or a door? When you are a wall, especially to the young ones, what happened to your virginity? You can hold it forth. 
But when you are a door, anybody just going and out. You don't want to be a door. And the Lord will help us. So God showed him vision of plumb line, of a, of a builder, so that he will be able to understand. And whether the wall is standing straight or is bent. Plumb line, your Christian work, is it bent? Is it straight? God is measuring you like he's measuring the wall. And uh, he also showed, we go to chapter 8 and chapter 9, we see the other two, the baskets of ripe fruit when we get to chapter 8. But what are we to learn from here today? Amos' prayer should remind us to pray for our nation. His prayer should remember, remind us to pray. Look at the wall. Look at everything that God said will come to pass. And it's coming to pass. It should remind us that we must stand in gap. So we're on the right path. Yes? We're on the right path in this church. Praying for our nation. Praying for the church. Praying. And you are not complaining. Why the 90 days have stopped? Why are we continuing? No, 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 no. You must know that we are on the right path. And let's follow it. The Amos prayer should remind us to pray for our nation in the midst of their sinning and expecting grace to abound. This is what is happening in this nation. Uh, if God is here, why is, uh, why is my life like this? If God is this, why is my... People complain. Ah, come, come and fellowship with us. No, 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 no. If God... This war in uh, Iraq, this war in Afghanistan, why should it be? Uh, this person too that has gone... They know how to follow news. And they will face you with the news. Uh, what about this person that held uh, the plane ransom? What, why? If God is alive. No, 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 no. We must still continue to pray. In the midst of our... Because they continue to sin and expect grace to abound. No, it shouldn't be so. God also showed him most the vision of Lucas. I'm going to ask you, how many, vis- how many vision did God showed Amos? Today we are looking at three of the visions. And uh, by the time we finish chapter 8 and 9, we look at the two of the other visions. God showed Amos in a vision, in a vision, Israel's impending punishment. That is what he was showing. God can show you vision and say that there are things that eyes have not seen, there are things that ears have not heard. There are things that have never entered into our mind. These are the things that God has in stock for us. Some of the things, you know, sometimes God will show you somebody's life. They will show you, ah, I have a dream. You're having a big party. Something good is about to come your way. And they will go straight to it. Ah, I had a dream. You are getting married. I saw it. I saw the bridesmaid. I saw everything. The reason why God showed you that dream is so that you two can be praying. Amen. It's not for you no, not to ah. <laughs> She's going to get married. Ah, I had a dream. I saw you pregnant. I saw you giving birth. Then maybe you are trusting God for something. You have had your own children. They begin to envy that person again. Yes, you are encouraging. You didn't have that dream. Just because you envy, you have that dream. So that you can pray. And that's why God opened your eyes to see such dream. So he said, in the, uh, in the second dream, uh, in his first vision... He saw locusts devouring their crops before their harvest, which is not a good dream. And he prayed, and God heard, and did not do that. Amos' response was to pray, and God had heard and relented or stopped it from happening. Rotia prayer is the key, like I said to you. Amos' prayer should remind us to pray for, for, our, for our home. I even write it here for our home, church, community. Or nation, uh, James chapter 5. Vision of fire. 
And in that vision of fire, I also explain it there. He says, verse 4, This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me. The Sovereign Lord was calling for judgment by fire. It dried up the great deep and devoured the land. That the vision of fire that is going to be in form of flood or drought or in form of woe. May the Lord help us. He must also saw the vision of fire which dried up the great deep and devoured the land. He cried to the Lord. And what happened? Eh? The Lord relented. He also saw vision of the plumb line. And what happened? God as a building instructor with a plumb line. And as he, as he thought, I said, I replied. Okay, he said, this is what, verse 7, this is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to, to, to plumb with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? The plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, look, I'm setting a plumb line. Among my people in Israel, I will spare them no longer. He said, the high places of Isaac will be destroyed. I'm not going to spare them any longer. Their pride will be taken over. High places. And the sanctuaries, the way they use their body, the way they misbehave in my church. Because God has raised a standard for the church as well, but you come here and do your own thing. He said, we'll be ruined. With my sword, I will raise against the house of Jeroboam. The house of Jeroboam can be the people of God here in their pride, in the way they behave. They did not come and show in the way Amaziah reacted here. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, when Amaziah heard about it, there are many Amaziah today. When they hear the truth, they are always against the truth. May you not be Amaziah of today in the name of Jesus. When Amaziah had it, the priest, Amaziah is the priest in Bethel. Amaziah is the one that is walking with the king. Even at that time, he's the one that is enjoying all the good, good things in the palace. He can't say the truth. When he said the truth, they will drive him away. So, but here is Amos with a difficult message. Speaking the truth. There are people that God has put in place like that to speak the truth. The purpose for which you are put in that place of work might be to speak the truth, but with wisdom. Amen? Amen. Because we have heard about Amos here. It's with a difficult message. It's just like John the Baptist in his time. He had a difficult message. He was speaking to the palace. How many of you will go and be speaking to the king, queen of England here? You are so bold. Even when God sends you, you will be so afraid to go. May the Lord help us. But when Amaziah had it said, then Amaziah the priest of Bethel sent a message to Jeroboam, king, king of uh, Israel. This showed me about uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 6 from 17. People that causes dissension among brethren. You know he said it to us. He's ready to cause dissension and put Amos into trouble. We can see that attitude here in Amaziah. Then he went to Jeroboam the king of Israel. Amos is raising a conspiracy. Is it true or false? Hmm. There are many people that do this type of thing. So if you find yourself causing dissension among brethren, I want you to put it there. Haughty eyes, especially that one, because the one we are looking at now is uh, people that shed innocent blood, because that's what he's doing here. 
And people that cause dissension, bring that one on the screen. If you find yourself causing dissension among brethren, there are six things that the Lord hates. Seven that are detestable to Him. Haughty eyes. You know how to make your eye to make somebody to fall down. <laughs> A lying tongue. Was it lying here? You can see all these qualities. What are your qualities? How does God describe you? Maybe if you see your picture there so that you can repent. You don't want any amazia anymore since you are studying. Seven things that are deceptive to haughty eyes, a lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. Did you see that character in Amazia here? A heart that devises wicked scheme. Do you see that character in Amazia here? Feet that are quick to rush into evil. There's another one. Go on. Did you see it in Amazia here? Go on. A false witness who poured lies. And a man who steers up dissension among brothers. Did you see that quality here? May we not be described with all these qualities. And all this you can see in Amaziah here. But I am not Amaziah. I know the word of God. Things are no, 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 no. You might have those qualities. And then you are getting straight into the position of uh, Amaziah. And he says here, he went to, went to, he's raising a conspiracy which is false against you in the very heart of Israel. The land cannot bear all this word, for this is what Amos is saying. The robber will die by the sword. Is it true or lie? Is it true or lie? Lie. And Israel will surely go into exile. Is he, at, is he actually pointing it to Jeroboam? Uh, no. He's telling that because of your wickedness, it's with a tag. When you check in your luggage, if there is a tag, you will, you will receive it at the other end, isn't it? So it's with a tag. If you find yourself doing all these things, Amos was not in, uh, uh, Amaziah was not interested in hearing God's message. There are people like that. They are not interested in hearing this is what God says. He was only interested in all the big, big things that is eaten in the palace. Because who is going to give me money to eat if I don't support? You support evil things because somebody is sponsoring you. May the Lord help you. So he wanted to put Amos into trouble, but Amos was able to stand. I love that. Look at the book of Acts chapter 4, verse 18, 16 or 18. What happened to the disciples when they were preaching? They were apprehended. You can relate that to this. So for adventure, you find yourself in a difficult position like this. Know that saints that have gone ahead of you, you know, But to stop these things from spreading any further among the people, we must want these men to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Go to 18. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Did you see that here? Are you taking the good news everywhere and people are stopping you from ministering? This is the purpose for this Bible study. We must make sure that it happened to people of old. But yet they prevail. If it happened to them and they prevail, we will also do what? We will prevail. So receive the boldness. And I love that we've not received the spirit of timidity. Yes? But the spirit of boldness. So that we can speak forth. Look at what he said. After he has gone to report, giving wrong, wrong prophecy. You know? Because of his interest in the things of the palace. Is only the benefit of the palace is what he wants. 
He first of all tell him, you better go back to Judah where you are coming from. Here we don't tell them the truth. Here everybody is living lie. And we know that lie is written on everybody's forehead. So let's continue to live in a lie. So go to where you come from. Ah, CFT member, they can say the truth. No, 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 no. Let them go back to their CFT and be saying the truth. Here we lie. We deceive ourselves. Here we do what we like. Do you understand? Or there are families that are bent on doing the right thing. You must be strong to continue to do the right thing. And what happened here? He must answer that Messiah was neither a prophet. Listen to me. I'm not doing like a lot of men of God that are standing today will stand. It's not by anybody's uh, something that I'm here. It is God that has called me to this position. Even left with me, I'm not a prophet. I'm skilled man to cry it out loud. I'm very skilled in my profession. I didn't leave no profession. I didn't, I, I didn't think because I'm losing a profession like a lot of people are coming to God these days. And they say because uh, I'm not traveling in that profession. I, I, then I think God is calling me. No, God is not calling you. People you start to come into ministry, and when they begin to fail again in ministry, there is a problem. God does not call failures. Because we were saying this yesterday. God does not call failures. Look at the people that God called. They have their professions. So I'm happy with this man because he's genuine in God. And he knows what he's doing in us. He worked with God. And he could see results of his working with God. He seen vision. He was able to intercede for the people. He was able to do and undo in God. So he said, look, I was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet. I want us to hold this. But I was a shepherd. My mother is not a pastor. My father is not a pastor. Listen to me. I'm working as a secretary. I'm working as a legal person. And that is where God called me. A shepherd. And I also took care of Sycamore fig tree. I'm skilled. I'm hard working. This is not uh, the only job I'm doing. So even if you don't give me food to eat, I will still prophesy. I will give true prophecy. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, Go, prophesy to my people Israel. How many of us is God, uh, is God calling here today to go and prophesy? The Lord will make our lives the pen of a ready writer. We will prophesy. Your amen is not strong. See, you don't believe it. Hallelujah. And he said to me, Go, prophesy to my people. Because this is the only weak area. That a lot, of you, a lot of us are not prophesying. Even though we have received it, but fear to prophesy. And do you know what causes that? It's lack of the word of God. If you don't have enough of the inbuilt of the word of God in you, there is no way you can prophesy. What do you want to prophesy? They, have, they are there in Yafu Yafu. You only need to pick the word of God and speak to somebody's life. That's all, that's all about prophecy. And when you continue to do it, repeatedly you are practicing it, the Lord himself begins to speak to you. Then you can, you can get it. If you open the Bible, you read the Bible like this, God will just tell you, this is what the word of God is saying. And this is how you can relate it. He will show you. He said the Holy Spirit will do what? We teach you all things. Because we have not familiarized ourselves with the word of God. We are always waiting on the man of God to come and prophesy to us. You are looking. If I stand and I, I prophesy to this girl, many people... Lord, let it be my turn. Let him prophesy to me. No, you can prophesy to yourself. And the Lord will help us. He said, God called me, go to prophesy to my people Israel. Because God called him to go and do something, he was able to do it successfully. 
Can I get you something from here? God called him. God called him. A lot of people, God didn't call you. That's why you are not successful in that thing you are doing. If God called you, he will support you. If God called you, you will do the things you are doing well. If God called you, you will not be looking at other people's vision and then add to your own vision and then add his division that God has given. That's why he's striving. Then you bring it to your own. Then you are doing jigsaw puzzle. No, if God called you, we give you your own vision. And when you start to do your own vision, I'm not, don't get me wrong. Whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, what did the Bible say we should do? We should think about it. So somebody is doing well and things are going well. You can copy it rightly. Not copy and say, God is saying to me, no, God is not telling you nothing. I saw this thing right somewhere and I want to be part of what I'm doing. Nobody is going to kill you and they don't even need you to say it. Do you understand? So if God called you, Amos was very, very sure of his calling. He knows his calling and he said, look, you cannot come and uh, mess me around here because of uh, what you will eat or what you will drink. Begin to Amazia. Say, but God called me and told me to go to prophesy to my people. And was he prophesying? Did he prophesy? Yeah, because God called him, he did. That's why when he saw vision, then he was able to pray for the people. Now then, hear the word of the Lord. You know, that's why I said he's a prophet with a difficult message. You can see it here. I will ask you, your people, what are the things that Amos did that made him a prophet with a difficult message? And that's what we are looking into here. Say, do not prophesy against Israel and stop preaching against the descendants of Isaac. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Now, because Amos had already prayed for all these people. So now God is sending to this same person that does not want the work of God. Look at all the prophecy. So I will ask you a question like that and it's taken from this verse 17. Don't come and quote something to me. Don't come and quote to me where he is interceding, yes. He will intercede for the people. But what makes him a prophet, prophet with a difficult message? Your wife will become a prostitute in the city. <laughs> Even if you are hearing that, it's not easy to speak out. Are you listening to me? It's a difficult message to take to people. And your sons and daughters will fall by the sword. Your land will be measured and divided up because you are a liar. You didn't say the truth. Because you, curse it, you are a man that causes dissension among brethren. You come to tell us you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are a priest. You are not a true priest. You are a priest that causes dissension among brethren. So this is what is going to happen to you. And you yourself will die in a pagan country. And Israel will surely go into exile. He's confirming it again and again. And Israel will surely go into exile away from their native land. And this actually came to pass. For scripture references, you can put this. Hosea chapter 4 verse 30. Against that verse 17. Second Kings, seventeen six. Ezekiel four thirteen. And Hosea nine, verse three. We are going to look into this when next we come back. I want you to read it and come and share it as part of what we are going to share. And so next week we go into chapter eight, and if the Lord permits us, we go into chapter nine. May the Lord bless our studies tonight. I rest my case. Yes, I've finished. I just want you to, to write this down as well.
Amos charges. The reason why God is going to punish the people, what he's telling them, why, why, I know, say, includes insincere worship. Because you are looking at how does this actually relate to the church, the church of God. When you worship God, when you are not sincere in worshiping God, all these things, when God is putting you on that plumb line, and your, your, your life of uh, worship is not, you are not worshiping in righteousness, you are not doing things well, you can come under all these things that God is sending Amos. The mistreatment of the poor. You have said it all in that chapter 6. And uh, on ethical business practices. And that we see in that chapter 8 verse 9. Although you are not there, you know me, I've read ahead. But just right. The reason why God is bringing charges against his people. Amen and amen. I rest my case so we must be sincere in our worship. We must, we must not mistreat the poor. And uh, if we are doing our business, we must do it well and not use it to affect one another. Don't rob Peter to people. I know these were the things that they were doing. That God wants to send locusts, judgment of locusts, judgment of fire, drought, war. And it's happening in some nations now. So let's keep on praying for those nations that instead of wrath, God should have mercy. Because if he says we judge, we definitely judge. And for people that are causing dissension among brethren, you must watch out. Because look at the punishment that, that will happen, that the judgment that was pronounced. Your wife will become a prostitute in the city. Your sons and daughters will fall by the sword. There are things that happen. I'm not saying that this is why things are happening in our lives or our families. Because there are things that happen that we don't have a clue. You understand? The other day, this leg was just hurt. I said, God, help me. You know, we have to pray. So in reading Amos, now you have to show me the reason why this is happening. So that if it takes me to ask for forgiveness, we have to. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not saying that what you go through is because of sin or no. But let's do the research. And look seriously into our lives and the Lord. And he said, your land will be measured and divided. If you read those scriptures I've given you, so you will be able to see it. Divided up. And you yourself will die in pagan country. And Israel will surely go into exile. Away from their native land. May the Lord bless his word.